Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. I think we're ready to roll. Brother Peter, before you bring the teaching, would you open it up in prayer tonight? Yeah, uh, sure. I'd be happy to do that, of course. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for to be granted to know. Everyone listening uh, to be granted to know, because Jesus said it's not granted to them to know. So I speak in parables, lest they will know, and then they'll turn and, and be saved. So um, faith is a gift of God and uh and to know and be saved is a gift of God. It's His glory for that. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna pray tonight, um, if that's okay, for everyone to be given the gift to know. So uh, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you, Father God. We love you and praise you. We thank you for Shannon. We thank you for the listeners. We thank you for everybody. We praise you for for uh, making them and loving them and saving them. We ask in the name of Jesus that uh, it be granted to everyone to know that's listening and who will ever listen. Let it be granted to us to know so that we can turn and be saved. Let it be granted. Don't let us be lost. Uh, stop us from ever being handed over and let us be granted salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen to that. We're welcoming Minister Peter Whiffen coming to you live tonight from the Gold Coast of Australia. Brother Peter, the mic is yours. Okay, praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And um, what I got tonight is something really exciting. Um, it, it may be the key for many, many people to get saved. I, I don't think the devil's going to be very happy with this. I, I have uh, discovered this and I have started testing it. So, um, first of all, um, I want to talk about foundations, uh, foundations just quickly. Be, uh, not a lot, just quickly. There's a scripture that uh, came out at me on uh, Hebrews 6, chapter 6, verse, uh, verse 1, which says, um, um, Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation 
of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And if God permit, that's why I prayed, let it be us to understand. Now, if we have a look at that, we've got the doctrine of Christ, and most uh, believers know about that Jesus Christ saved us. And then we've got the doctrine of repentance from dead works. Uh, now, what I suggest is everybody uh, get these uh, headings and make sure you're grounded in those. Make sure you know them in and out and backwards because this is just the fundamental foundation. This is just the basics. But without the foundation, the, you know, the buildings fall over. So we've got repentance from dead works, which is turning from the law and vain religious works, then becoming and living the law of Jesus Christ and doing the works of the Great Commission, bringing the kingdom of heaven to hand and healing and delivering people. So keeping God's laws is essential, but we're in a new law now. We're, we're born again into the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom really means family, the family, kingdom, uh, family of heaven. So that's the doctrine of Christ. We're born again. That's the first one. That's our foundation. But we keep uh, God's laws, and um, uh, but the law of the Old Testament can never forgive sin, and Christians can never be justified by any form of works, even good works. Uh, it's actually reversed. We, we get uh, born again and delivered and filled with the right spirit. That is the spirit in your mind. It says renewing the mind. Um, renewing the mind is a spirit that operates the mind. So um, as we do that, we do good works because we're created and made and redeemed and delivered to do good works. The next one is uh, faith towards God. Um, faith towards God means, means faithfulness. <laughs> faithfulness. Faith, the plural, is faithfulness. Faithfulness towards God. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. That's being faithfulness. Faithfulness. Now remember, faith towards God is a basic foundation. Faith is not Lord. You know, some people preach faith is everything. No, faith is just the beginning. We have to add to our faith. There's another scripture that says, add to your faith virtue, and it ends up with love. Um, so, no, uh, faith is a faith is, has its place. We must put faith in its place, and it is faithfulness to God, faith towards God. Second uh, Peter one four says, "Whereby we are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust." Now the corruption is evident um, in dysfunctional uh, uh, people everywhere and in nature. So we're escaping the divine nature by the promises of God. You know, and I, I put it out there, the word of God is the promise of God. You can't say in the beginning, or you can say in the beginning was the promise. The promise was God, and the promise became flesh. The scripture, don't get it confused, it points to the promise. Jesus called the Bible the scripture. I, I've now stopped calling it the word, I call it the scripture, its correct name. Because in the scripture, it's not all God's words. Yes, it's breathed, but it's not God's words as, as for our 
correction and teaching, we have the words of Job in there, and we have the words of Job's friends in whom God said was wrong. There is another stuff. There is another study on its own to have a look at what Job's friends said and to realize they said wrong. God was angry with them. Now, I hear Job's words since I've studied that a bit. I hear Job's words preached as uh, Job's friends' words preached as truth, and it's actually not truth. It's truth. It's in the Bible, but it's not truth. It is wrong. So uh, we have to be very careful. Um, because uh, if we have a look at the, um, we have to be very careful at doctrines. Because uh, if we have a look at the account of uh, Adam and Eve, we can see very clearly how Eve was deceived and how Adam ate and was not deceived. Because um, uh, Eve added to doctrine. How did she add to doctrine? She said, the serpent asked her, God had told Adam, do not eat from the tree, you'll die. The serpent asked Eve, and Eve said, do not eat from the tree or even touch it, and you'll die. There is the extension of doctrine that killed her. The Bible says she picked the fruit. When she picked the fruit, it didn't kill her. So now her wrong doctrine has proved God's error, that God is in error. God is wrong. I, I touched it, I picked it, and I didn't die. Oh, now it's because that's wrong, it's safe for me to now take the suggestion of the devil and eat. And, oh, my goodness, she ate and she still didn't die. Oh, yes, she did not know the doctrine of the husband and wife being one flesh. When she went to Adam, she's saying, I've eaten it, and, and really he's looking at it. She didn't die. She hasn't even changed one little bit. Then Adam eats from the tree and his eyes are open and the change occurs because the one flesh is now eaten. Now, this is a very strong message for those that are not getting their prayers uh, is uh, if you're married and you're fighting with your wife or husband, you're not going to get your prayers answered because of the same reason. You are one flesh. You are praying one. You must be in one. You must be one to to pray and get a result. Those that are double-minded, when you have a husband one way, a wife another way, you've got double-mindedness. Now, it, you know, God knows if you can't control your husband or wife uh, to be uh, not controlled, but you can't get them to agree with you. But still... It is a very powerful thing to have agreement and not be in any way bitter, um, unforgiving, resentful, or any way in strife with, with your partner. Because the Word of God says, husband, love your wife, lest your prayers may be affected. Anyway, we go on to um, the, the doctrine of baptisms. There is one baptism, but, the, but this scripture says there's baptisms in the plural. And uh, uh, I don't want to get into all these doctrines, but uh, the thing is, is that we have to realize there are many baptisms. One, a baptism into Jesus Christ, death, but there are also the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we know. And we also know there's the baptism that came at Pentecost of fire and power. Now, the disciples, uh, just for instance, stake, already had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus, when he came back and Thomas was there, said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Uh, those who sins you remit are remitted. Those who sins who, who you retain are retained. And then later on, they got the baptism of power. He said, wait and get power. Now, this is where we find the error. People, people may be running off and forgot to wait and get the power. Where we get the power is in the baptism of fire and power. And John the Baptist said, Jesus will baptize with fire. 
this is the testimony this is the testimony of jesus christ that is being prophesied that god would pour out his spirit on the people of course and be baptized in power this is the testimony that could overcome satan unless you are holding the, the baptism of power you can't overcome satan it's therefore a reason i hereby give you power over all the works of the enemy now it's very interesting i'm speaking fast because i want to get through this to get to the good bit but uh we have to realize that um, uh, Jesus said, I give you all power over the enemy. And the city where you had to wait, they had to wait for it, teaches us a big lesson. The name of the city is Jerusalem, of course. And the name of it means teaching of peace. So we have to stay in the teaching of peace to wait until you get the power. That means that, means that people have to... People, new Christians coming in and old Christians have been taught wrong and all of us have been taught wrong. There's a lot of things, not wrong, but there are a lot of things that are logical extensions to the truth that are dangerous, just like Eve, and a lot of things that are part truth. Uh, for instance, for instance, there's the, uh, the meaning of righteousness, right standing with God. Well, God is righteous. Who does he right stand with? Himself. So um, the Bible say Joseph was a righteous uh, man. He was going to put away Mary when he found out she was pregnant to another fellow. Um, he could have had a stone by law, which was correct, but the scripture says he was righteous because I believe he was acting in love and not wanting to shame her out and get her stoned. And, and that tells me in that story alone, with other stories, that righteousness is doing the right thing, okay, being, being the right way. And this is what God does. He does everything the right way. That's why Christianity in the early days was called the way. Jesus said, I am the way. Follow me. Look what I'm doing and do what I do. That's the way. So if we then come to um, uh, baptisms, we know there's many baptisms. Then there's the laying on of hands, which the laying on of hands is the transferring of things because of submission. Um, when you allow someone to lay hands on you, you bow down to them. And you say, yes, thank you, I receive. This is the doctrine of submission. Now, if you go to a place or a church or a cult or somewhere or anywhere, um, uh, this is the doctrine of vows, really. This is the doctrine of I agree and I receive. Now, you have to be careful what you agree and receive to. You know, we've cast demons out of people that have received them from ministries that are actually working iniquity by passing spirits. So you have to be careful. Um, you have to be careful of what you sit and agree to. For instance, if you, uh, if you bring a, um, a Buddha statue home, the demon attached to it, you've really uh, let it lay hands on you and own you. Um, laying hands is a form of ownership. Anyway, spirits can transfer by submission. The next one is resurrection from the dead. Um, resurrection from the dead. Uh, there's a doctrine now on resurrection of the dead. Uh, basically, the core doctrine of that is... Um, we are all seeds. Uh, the Bible says we are sown corruptible and raised incorruptible. Now the question is, uh, with the resurrection of the dead, simple doctrine, what seed are you? <laughs> if, you uh, if you accept the, uh, the baptism and you die and you're raised with Jesus Christ, you're Jesus Christ's family's seed. You're the bloodline, you're the body of Jesus Christ, and you will be raised to the, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first one. There's a second one. If you are not born again, you'll be raised to the second one and you'll have to stand as uh, your own seed, the seed of Adam. 
there's the seed of Adam and the seed of the second Adam. So those two are resurrected at different times, as we all know. The ones that are resurrected first in Jesus Christ will not be resurrected uh, to judgment and the danger of the lake of fire. We have there, I touched then on the eternal judgment. Um, we have an eternal judgment, as we know, and uh, we will be resurrected to it. So the eternal judgment is called the second death. Oh, yeah, you can die once, but you can be, uh, you have to die twice. Actually, everything has to die twice um, or once. Well, twice. What you do is you're born and you die in Jesus Christ with baptism. That's your, that's your second death. Then you die in the flesh. So um, we, uh, everything has to die because God is fixing the corruption through death. Um, for instance, you, you, can't, um, you, you can't make a rotten apple good, can you? You hold a rotten apple, you can turn the good side and make it smile, but the bad side, the rotten part, you cannot make that be fixed. Uh, God has said in Romans chapter 1, if people want to note it, there is a verse there that says that everything unseen can be seen. How? By nature. So by nature we see that we can't make a rotten apple good again, and this is what religion tries to do. It is it is it tries to make it clean on the outside but rotten on the inside, and you cannot make a rotten apple good unless it's planted and dies and is raised. The Bible says unless a seed goes to the ground and is risen, then it can't be saved. So as we see, if we want to get a new apple, we have to kill it. We've got to plant it and let it dry, uh, let it grow, and let it become an apple tree. That's the doctrine of uh, the eternal judgment. If we get all those doctrines correct, Paul's saying now, go on. Don't lay those foundations again. You just remember them and live them and um, stop worrying about them and go on. Go on. So here we see that faith is mentioned there. Faith is not the end. Actually, if you look into faith, you'll see that faith is fueled by love. Yes, love is the fuel of faith. Faith worketh through a love. So there's many trying to work faith without love, trying to work faith by quoting scripture. They call the word, which is not the word, it's scripture. Just merely Jesus said, you go to the scripture, you think life is there, but it points to me. Points to me. Jesus is the promise. And all the promises are in him. That's where we have to go. With that said, <laughs> uh, I want to get on to um, I want to get on to something. Uh, here's a little point too that I found in my studies. Remember the saying uh, or the scripture that says, "Many are called and few are chosen." The word uh, the word for chosen there is electos. Many are called, but few are electos. Now, if you Go into the Old Testament uh, uh, in when it was uh, actually translated into Greek. The word electos actually is used there to mean the choicest, the best, the pick of the crop, the cream of the bunch. So um, the scripture uh, means that many are called, but few are perfected. It's the best of its kind, class, its excellence, preeminence applied to certain individual Christians. That's the meaning of electos um, in, in uh, one of the meanings of it in the Strongs. So um, if those want to follow and want to uh, become the perfected, we have to 
to do this, we have to go on, which means full deliverance, full deliverance from every evil spirit in you. Um, there's another scripture somewhere that says that Paul hopes that we be cleansed from all filthiness of, of flesh and of spirit. I'll look that one up later. So you can see here, you can see here that we have to get clean in our spirit. Some people say, oh, those with the Holy Spirit are already clean. Oh, yes. Jesus said at the foot washing, if you don't do this foot washing, you have no part of me. Ah, that's letting Jesus clean you. Peter said, clean me all over. And Jesus said, no, you are clean, but you need a wash. All right? And one of you is the devil. That's Judas, who would never be cleaned. So we are clean, but we need a wash. And if you have a look at the natural world, by walking around in the natural world, you get dirty. You need a shower every day. And walking up a Roman road, you get dirty feet. So um, uh, let's have a look at um, people come for deliverance. Now, I found in my experience here that uh, we pray for people that um, we pray for people, and some of them get deliverance straight away. Praise the Lord! The the things come out, and I go, "Wow, that that one come out easy." But then I'm always uh, aware that some of them. Some people have an ongoing struggle. They just cannot get free. No matter, you can pray. You know, I've got cases of this. You pray and you pray and you pray. They go forward, they go back, they go forward, they go back. And, um, and then we find they run around everywhere and then they, they experience Job's friends. You say, oh, you got this, you got that, you got the other thing, you got to do this, you haven't got enough faith, you got all this. But no, that's not the case. God said Job's friends are wrong. Anyone who's been accused by anybody, have a look at Job's friends and you'll see that accusation there most likely. But anyway, Jesus said an interesting thing. We all know the passage. Uh, it's uh, this kind comes out by prayer and fasting. Now that's Matthew 17. Verse 19, then the disciples approached Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we drive it out? He said, because of your little faith, and he told them, for I assure you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, well, you will tell to this mountain, and he's talking to this demon, move from here to there and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, however is a very important word. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. So, you know, I had a look. What kind? Can anybody tell what kind? Jesus is saying, obviously, there's another kind. What do you reckon, Shannon? You know, that's a good question. Uh, could it be a different class of spirit? Yeah, kind, kind means uh, different type, right? Yeah, this kind. And uh, this one seems to be stuck in the person. This one, uh, they couldn't drive it out the usual way. <laughs> you know, didn't the word it would, say... It wouldn't come out. Let each one produce after its own kind? Yeah. That's a family, right? Yes. Well, I found out what the kind is. Woo! I can answer that question. Wow. Yahoo! Wow! Yahoo! Yeah. And I can tell you why it has to be fasting. And I can also say I found, you know, and I'm saying I found everything, but I've just found this. I've got to study this more. But I found how to pray for it too. 
I'm excited. This kind of, yeah, this is very exciting. I, I, this kind does not come out except by prayer. What kind of prayer? There's many ways to pray. <laughs> hey, what kind of prayer? Yeah. How do you pray for this kind to come out? And and I found out how. <laughs> I tell you what, the spirits are not happy. And my goal with today is to give hope for the ones that are struggling. Hope for the ones that really, 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 you know, are going everywhere for prayer and not getting too far. So uh, that's my goal today. And I have absolute hope. I have absolute hope. This is for the people that um, this is for the people that have um, been really infiltrated by spirits. So um, <laughs> you want to know? I'll tell you. I'll share it. What kind? Um, the, the 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 passages uh, about it. There's a couple of passages uh, about it. It's in without um, It's in um, Mark and Matthew. It says it's a deaf and dumb spirit. No, sorry. It says it's a dumb spirit. Uh, this kid has a dumb spirit. Uh, what happened to him? The devil threw him down. It tore him. He foamed. He gnashed with his teeth. He pined away and he wallowed on the ground foaming. They're, they're the symptoms of what he had. So if you want to look at this kind... For starters, to identify the kind, you'll see those symptoms. You'll see the symptoms. This is the kind, it's dumb, which means it has dominion over your mouth. It's the one that talks or keeps you, uh, you see, gnashing of the teeth is another dominion over the mouth. This, this one can actually operate your mouth. It's the kind that can operate your body. Um, it's a kind that can um, pine you away and the kind that make you right fall around all over the ground. Now, we've seen all that in Demons Manifesting, right, Shannon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So wh what this alludes to is, is this spirit, you know, um, see, the, the one that was in me that was causing me addiction, it, it wasn't using my uh, body. You know, when I when I manifested with it, my mouth shook a little bit, but it came out. It was just a round ball. I don't know what it was, but it was it was something my body loved, and uh, it was it was gone, and I lost the addiction. But you know, I never I never had spirits uh, that time. Never had spirits manifest at that time with the deliverance talking through me. Now, now this is very important to to see because. Um, it points to what kind of spirit it is. Now, if we have a look at the uh, Romans 1 scripture says nature, we see the kinds, right? And God says he made nature to show us the invisible attributes of himself. So we've got what? Animal, um, kinds, and we've got people, and we've got fish, and birds, and We've got fallen angels. Each, each kind has its own flesh. The um, uh, man was made from the dust, uh, each flesh. It, uh, there's another scripture that says that there's different kinds of flesh, celestial, terrestrial, right? So, so um, 
Each kind has its own flesh. Uh, we've got man was made from the dust, um, which is the dirt, the chemicals in the dirt, and we've got the beast of the field are made from the dirt, let the, let the earth bring forth. And then we've got the sea. Let the sea bring forth the birds and let the sea bring forth a fish. So the flesh of birds and fish is made from different materials than the flesh of beasts and man. And, and angels don't have flesh. So we, we now have spirits that have been designed for different flesh. So if you have a... If you have a uh, now, what are the demons? It gets into that. Job chapter 30 tells us it's the demons are the corruption. Um, they're the mixed uh, kinds, right? They're a mixture. So if we have a if we have a, a an animal mixed with another animal, which is we can see in antiquity, we've got the um, Egyptian gods Pan. Uh, that's a man mixed with an animal, but we also got all sorts of beasts and funny creatures that the that the fallen ones did, they said they sinned against nature and all creation was corrupt, it says, doesn't it? All creation was corrupted. And this is the corruption we're escaping from. So if we have, uh, say, a dog mixed with a bird, uh, Job 30 says that when they died, their spirits stayed on the earth. Spirit, by the way, <laughs> spirit means life, a life force, life, living being, person creature spirit god is spirit god is a person so spirit means a person a creature a living being something so these are unclean spirits which are mixed seeds of, of a perverted nature perversion being mixture a cat mixed with a horse for instance or something like that but a lot of them are humans mixed with animals. So you get a you get a uh, various levels of how they were mixed. You know, if we have native Indians in America, we have uh, half breeds, quarter breeds, tenth breeds. You know, there's certain percentages depending on the ancestral base. So these spirits are all varied. You cannot just say a demon. And, you know, I hear a lot of pastors uh, I've talked to who have got no understanding really about all this and not knocking them, just saying they don't understand. They say, oh, a demon, you know, and they just categorize it, a demon. Well, Jesus is saying it's different kinds. So this is the logic. If an animal spirit is made to fit an animal's flesh and somehow it's got in you, your body doesn't suit it properly. It's... It's not suited. And uh, by the way, this is why I think they cause disease. But anyway, Job chapter 30 says they cause disease. So that spirit in you, when we come to cast it out, we're talking animal only, when it comes to cast it out, we can cast it out and it leaves the person's body easily because it's not a match. Um. We are made to hold spirits, as we know. Um, Adam was really made, uh, his machinery was made by God. He was sitting there, made out of dust, laying there, not functioning. And, and God blew a spirit into him in which was meant to stay in him for life. So his flesh was designed to hold that spirit. 
you can't you can't go boo behind someone and they leave their body, right? <laughs> hey, Shannon. Right, absolutely. You're correct. So you know, how do people die? You know, the 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 flesh gets weak, right? Yes. Uh, it gets weak to a point of spirit leaving the body, right? That's right. It can no longer hold on to that spirit anymore, can it? Yeah. So we all think demons are holding on to us, but actually our flesh is warring against the spirit by holding on to the demon because we've been made to hold a spirit inside us. Now, that's a new way of thinking. I'm loving what I'm hearing tonight. This is good tonight, by the way. I just want to tell you. Mm. Keep going. Uh, yes, so... Uh, um, this is very profound and will help many, okay? I'm just laying it out. I've got the full scriptural base how you can use utilize what I'm telling you. So um, if we then uh, and realize that Adam was given and laid hands on and named the animals and has dominion over the animals, right? Yes. So... Even in our own humanity, we've got dominion over the animals and we can cast animal demons out. Mm -hmm. that's, why, that's why they could be cast, casted out in, even in the Old Testament. So we've, we've got animals coming out um, because they're subject to us. But the things that man wasn't, uh, mankind himself, Jesus was, but man wasn't. And in his, that's why we need his name, is Jesus is being given the name above the angels. The powers, dominions, authorities, thrones, the angels, the, the wickedness. You know, wickedness in high places is, um, I believe, Nephilim mixed spirits in, in authority positions in the world. But anyway, it's another story. So what we've got now is if you have an animal spirit in you, you and you, you take dominion over that animal spirit, in the name of Jesus, which is more powerful than any animal anyway, out it comes. Your body hasn't got hold of it like it's got hold of your own soul. Otherwise, I could say, Shannon, come out of your body, and, <laughs> and you die. Right. Hey. Yeah? So we can come out of our bodies as, as um, evil spirits can take us out of our bodies. In Job chapter 30, it says that they make uh, us to fly on the wind. So this is astral travel, as we know, is well documented that you can come out of your body and there's, there's near-death experiences of people coming out of their bodies. But those near-death experiences, those near-death experiences can only happen when you get near death. So uh, that's people on operating tables in the hospital, right? They put the anesthetic and boom, they're out of their body. Right. So... So, why am I saying all that for? Because we've got different types of spirits that hold into us. I'm saying it over and over, but we've got different types of spirits that hold into us stronger than other ones do. So, have a think of this. What happens if you've got an evil spirit in you that's got, that is a demon that was a spirit of one of the giants? It's half human, half angel. That type of spirit's going to fit inside your body better. 
and it's going to be able to operate. See, animals don't talk. And this is another way you can test what these spirits are. I believe it's all the ones that, that start talking. And I'll, I'll give you some basis for it later. So when you have an evil spirit that is part thereof human, and I believe there's various percentages of human uh, DNA or whatever in um, the mixed uh, seed, because we know from our, uh, there's ones mixed with horses, ones mixed with uh, fish, the mermaid, uh, there's all the Egyptian gods, and there's Gamesh, the elephant, human man, and then there's the angelic human ones, the initial children uh, that were born to the women. Uh, by the way, uh, Adam, uh, sorry, <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, um, Shannon, I wanted, wanted to point out that God said to the woman she'll have trouble in childbirth. Right. Yeah, and and I believe that's that's just not the, the pain because, you know, it says that they'll have sorrow. Most uh, ladies that have babies have a bit of pain, but then they have extreme joy, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. But you try and give birth to a giant and it kills you. It just grows so big that you suffer in agony till it bursts you open. Whoa. That's what God's referring to. The trouble in childbirth is giving birth to the Nephilim. Which happened. Genesis that happened. 6. So when they died, they are the rejected. They're not in the book of life because they went, God said he rested, didn't he? And, you know, God done a good job of making sure everybody rested, didn't he? There's not one person on earth that doesn't know about God rested. And why? God, I believe, instigated the Sabbath to prove that he didn't make those giants. Otherwise, Satan would accuse him of it. So anyway, we go on. We've got spirits now roaming the earth as per Job chapter 30. Um, for anyone who doesn't know that chapter, uh, many of us know it, but uh, you read that whole chapter, that's about the spirits that died in the flood, that never went to heaven, they never went anywhere, they laid and roamed around the earth in the groves and the forest, eating broomstick wood called juniper wood. That's why the witches used them. So these beings, when they get inside a person, are a good fit not as good a fit as you, but a good fit. And thus, I believe the purpose for fasting. What does fasting do? It weakens us, right? So fasting is a, is a simulated death. It simulates death. And because they're not perfect humans, we can fast to the point where we got them out. But we don't come out. If you fast too far, you die. <laughs> right? So, Paul <coughs> Paul had this problem. This is something that, uh, this is something that God showed Paul. Remember his thorn in the flesh? Yes. Uh, therefore, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 12. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan. That's an angel of Satan. Points to what kind they are too. To torment me, so I would not exalt myself. And concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times to take it away from me. 
But he said something interesting. My grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in a weakness. That means, Paul, you got to fast. you got to weaken your body. And the power will, my power will take it out. Therefore, I'll most gladly boast in all the more of my weakness, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weakness, insults, catastrophes, persecutions, impressions because of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We must weaken the grip of the flesh on those spirits. So praise the Lord. So anyway, I, 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 I looked up in the Old Testament. I tried to find the Old Testament something to confirm what I'm saying here. And um, What did you find? I found something. <laughs> I found something that you do that was given to Joshua that God was doing, which um, God says uh, not by sword. There's certain enemies you're not going to defeat by the sword. What? I thought we'd take up the sword to... Um, to fight with. The, the, but it says here, not by sword or by bow. Not by sword or bow? What's it mean? Um, I think everywhere the, the Bible's talking about the bow, you know, it's, it's talking about strength, right? So not by sword. This is telling me that these kind of enemies are defeated another way. And you ever heard that preached? I like this. I mean, it, it's making, it's it's supporting the statement. This kind cometh out not but by prayer and fasting. Yeah. So, so keep, they, keep going. He's saying he's saying to his disciples there. There's another way these things come out. Yes. All right. Now, when I when I explain what I found and I tell you who they are, you will relate to everything I just said. So. It says in Exodus twenty three twenty eight, I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hillite, hit, sorry, Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittites from before thee. If we go into, oh, I got to pull it up again. Uh, wait a minute, here it is. Okay, if we go into um, Joshua, that's only hornets are only mentioned three times in the Old Testament. Um, in Joshua, it says uh, 24.12, I will send the hornet before you, which drove out from before you even the two kings of the Amorite. And um, guess what Amorite means? Uh, anyway, I'll keep going. But not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. Mm. A different method. How about that? I've never seen it before. Say it that again. The different method. So the different method, method is the hornet. Uh, Joshua 24, 12. I send the hornet out from before you, which drove them out from before you. Drove them out. Yes. They drove them out. Even, even the two kings of the Amorites, and, uh, uh, but not with sword or not with b thy bow. Now, uh, this, this was given to Moses, 
and uh, the two kings of the Amorites. Now, guess what the Amorites' name means? Uh-oh. <laughs> Tell me. The talkers. Wow. So here we have God showing us, Romans 1 again, he's showing us naturally what happens supernaturally, even the power. So these are the spirits that talk. That gives them away as humankind spirits because they can, they can control the function of the mouth. Okay. No animal talks. Right? No animal talks. So when you have a mixed um, snake and a human, it can talk. So that's a clue, right? But if, if we want to go, um, if we want to have a look really deeper, we'll find that the two Amorite kings, one was named Sion, S-I-H-O-N, and the other one was named Og. Now, Sion's name means warrior, and Og's name means long-necked. So there it is, absolutely a Nephilim. And his bed was, I mean, they measured it. It's in the Word. I think it was, what, over 12 foot long, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah it was a long bed. He was a giant, a mixed seed. King Og. So, King Og. Now, how would you like to have the spirit of a dead giant in you? It wouldn't be a good fit for me because I'm only 5 foot 5 and 3 quarter inches. You know that lap? <laughs> Yeah, you know that lady that was bound below 18 years? I think she had one. That's why she was hunched over. It didn't fit. Whoa. Mm. So anyway, praise the Lord. So now we've got um, the two kings. The two kings. Now, uh, now this is all new study. And I, I, would, I would ask everyone, get my name's Bible. I'll give it to you free and study it. Because a study what they did, everything they did, and what happened, and this is a lot in there about these people or, or perverse creatures. So um, um, anyway, uh, the, the types of kings that were to be cast out um, were the Hivites. Hivites means villages. Um, that's, uh, that's a kingdom. A village, a kingdom, um, you know, uh, relate, related ones. Canaanite means zealous. And these, Canaanite means zealous. This means these things never give up. They've got zeal. But the, but the one that's really interesting is the Hittite. And the Hittite's name means descendants of terror. So who would be the descendant of terror? The thoughts and intents of their heart was evil continually. This, this is the mixed seed. So, uh, what else do they do? I believe these are the spirits that cause suicide because she, the, the person concerned with the little boy said, oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and in the waters to destroy him. That's another way you can tell. If anyone's got to think something trying to make them commit suicide, this is the type of spirit most likely that's there. How about that? Isn't that interesting that when Jesus confronted Legion, are you here to, you know, here to 
tormented us before our time. They asked to go into the, the swine. Yes. Who then jumped off the cliff and drowned. So if, a, if, a, if an evil spirit can go into a swine, a swine spirit can go into another being. Wow. That's it. So what we have here is unnumerable. See, you've got you've got all the all the kinds: angel, human, bird, beast, man, fish. Now, now work out a combination lock of those and any of them, and I can find them in Revelation where you've got, uh, you know, the the creatures who come out of the bottomless pit. Yes. It it, it says. It says they're like uh, locusts, right? Revelation nine one one. Yeah, you got re you got uh, locust. It's got um, face of a man. It's got the hair of a woman. Yes. It's got the feet of a feet of a lion, and the stinger of a scorpion. That's five different kinds in one being. Wow. Well, and that's a nasty sucker. That's a nasty sucker, that one. Oh, yeah. It'll sting men for like so, six months. They um, want to die if they can. That's it. Now, let's, let's just have a little uh, think about Joshua in the promised land, okay? And that the spies go in the land. What did they say the enemy was like? <laughs> hey? They said they were like grasshoppers in their sight. Right. So are you going to run up to them and stab, stab them in the toe with your toothpick? Huh? How are you going to climb over their walled cities? Even get near them. They're going to flick you off like a mosquito. So, but imagine this, Shannon. Hornets. Swarm over the walls and just continually sting them, and they never go away, night and day. And they go, "This is terrible. I'm going. I can't live here." <laughs> All right. Yes. Now I studied uh, something. There's a hornet that's the size of your thumb. Now wow. in the Amazon or somewhere. Yeah. And and it's venom. Its venom dissolves flesh. Whoa. Now, God says in these passages, I will utterly destroy them. Means they'll get the, the type and shadow back to Romans 1 again, says nature shows you what God's doing that you can't see. So, with all that said, how would you pray? Well, if you tried to get them with the sword, that wasn't going to work, was it? No. So that's that's Jesus' name, the word. But if you set the hornets, yeah. uh huh, that would uh -oh. that would accomplish the job when it drive them out, wouldn't it? Amen. Oh. oh. God says in those passages, those kings are more mighty than you. He's talking to Joshua. They're more mighty than you. So Joshua's name means Jesus. <laughs> I'm not saying they're mightier than Jesus, but they're on this earth. Those spirits are stuck in our flesh. Our flesh is designed to hold spirits in. 
the flesh war against the spirit in that way. It holds, it's designed to keep spirits out and it's designed to keep spirits in. We have to receive the spirit of God, open ourselves up to the spirit of God and any Satanist uh, will tell you that they have to do certain exercises to receive the spirits of the devil. So they've got to they've got to go into meditation and uh, um, yoga or whatever to, to get the devil in. So it doesn't just come in, and um, so uh, uh, we um, uh, we're made to hold our soul in us, aren't we? Yes. And these are perverted souls. So when they get in us. They don't come out that easy. Our bodies are but containers God. for mm -hmm. both soul and spirit. Yes, our soul is us. Our, our, the spirit is our operating system. Like, like if you had a computer, right? You have a laptop. Yes. The hardware, the hardware is the body. It doesn't work unless you install the software, right? Right. And you boot it up, like Adam was booted up with spiritual software. Or I look at a car, okay, and you got a battery. You take the battery out, that car isn't going anywhere. The spirit, okay, allows the body to operate. You take the spirit out of the body, body. you just got a corpse laying right there. Yes. So in this way, the in this way, the flesh has an operating system that tells you you're hungry, makes your heart beat, makes your eyes blink without thinking about it, right? That's your that's your motherboard. That's your central processing unit. Right. That one just run, that just runs the thing, right? Then you've got the then you've got the other spirits. I believe there's seven centers, seven operating systems, and um, the reason why is there's seven lampstands. But anyway, the um, seven spirits, and that's why there's seven more that come back. They take over every operating system in a person. Whoa! The seven the, spirits of God. Yeah, and the seven demons. That and. Um, this is why God made you in seven days. He, he's saying seven days everywhere in 777 to show you that you are operated in the seventh. Mary Magdalene had seven demons out. And they said it was fantastic. And uh, and uh, demoniac had thousands, and they didn't rave over that too much. But, but see, she had, uh, I believe some people have completely been taken over in their seven operating systems with a, with a king. And um, uh, then that, those people are really hard because they get one out, there's still six left. And this is the seven candlesticks of the menorah. And that's why we light up with uh, seven spirits of God. And there's seven abominations. Uh, you'll see when uh, the prophet raised a guy from the dead, little kid from the dead, he sneezed seven times. There's a whole lot of things there that show about the seven strong men. I just threw that in. And listen, throw it all in. This is good stuff tonight. Wow. We're live with wow. Minister Peter Whiffen. We're doing good for time. Keep on going. Yeah, praise the Lord, eh? Isn't God good? He's look. Yes. You have to read the old. You have to read the Old Testament to look for what's going on. They just read it. That's why they killed people. They fought. God got people to sacrifice their life to show us in a in a play action in a play like going to the theater. What's going on? I want to throw something into the conversation tonight. As you're talking about this, <clears throat> I remembered Revelation eighteen twelve. You're talking about the different kinds. Of evil spirits. Mm -hmm. Jesus said this this type, this kind goeth out through prayer and fasting. 
That means there's other kinds, as you're making the point of tonight. I agree. Mm. Uh, the Word of God agrees, too. Over in uh, Revelation 18:2, it says, And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. I believe that's talking about a type of evil spirit, too. Interesting, huh? Cage of it every is in, in, um, yeah. unclean and hateful bird. I want to throw one more thing out at you. You know, uh, Gabriel Amorth, Vatican exorcist, age 91, he just died the other day. Mm -hmm. I really, read that. really interesting guy. But you know, one thing that was interesting is I was looking at an interview just a week ago when he was still alive, and he was being interviewed about deliverance. And, um, you know, he had done thousands of uh, exorcisms. Well, he said that one of the things that they would do, he says, we can, uh, he says, as part of an exorcism at specific times during the prayers, we'll hold two fingers on the patient's eyes and we raise the eyelids. Almost always in case of evil presence, the eyes look completely white. Even with the help of both hands, we can barely discern whether the pupils are towards the top or the bottom of the eye. He says, if the pupils are looking up, the demons in possession are scorpions. If looking down, they are serpents. Now, that was just his observation. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's so much we don't know. He and, was, you know, the, yeah, so much we don't know, eh? He was uh, observing that there's got to be something different in there. You know, you will tread on serpents and scorpions. There's more than just one type of evil spirit, isn't there? Yeah, Job chapter 30 says there's brothers of dragons and owls. Okay, so I want to take you back over to uh, Joshua, okay, and the spies. They went over there and saw themselves as grasshoppers. Pick back up where you left hmm. off about the issue of the hornets. Okay, so doesn't it make sense that if something's sent in and stings the hell out of these things night and day and drives them out, they're going to leave, right? They're going to leave because it's too hot in the cupboard. Right. Okay, so this is the prayer. The prayer is God send the hornets as per told to Joshua, whatever they are, as described in the scripture, send them into me and drive these things out of me. Okay, that's the prayer. Now, of course, you have to back this up with fasting so you're, because realizing your body's trying to war against the spirit and hold on to these things. Now, I'm going to get to the timing. And it's to give comfort and it's not to discourage. You know, everyone runs around, they want to get deliverance. Oh, if I can finally get deliverance. And uh, see, many people go to the churches, go up to the front line, the, the pastor prays for five seconds and then walks on to the next, 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 like that, right? Right. Well, if they read the Bibles, they'd learn this. Exodus 23, 28. I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittites, which is the descendants of Terah, from before thee, right? But yes. God's saying this. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. Little by little I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land what is inheriting the land getting your body back 
it takes a bit of time. So those that are having a hard time with this need to pray and fast for a year. Now, I'm not saying you go a year and then get your deliverance. This is saying they come out little by little, step by step. Do not give up while doing good in due season. And in Deuteronomy 7, it says, Moreover, the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, thy God, Eloquim, will send the hornet among them until they are at left and hide themselves from thee be destroyed. This hornets will cast out the hidden ones you don't even know are there. Woo! And the, the fact that we're fasting, that brings the body under submission. So you can break that grip where it's trying to hold on to that devil. Yeah, the flesh wants to hold it in like it wants to hold you in. So you're weak. You know, people... Yeah, people get a car accident. Like, I fell off a motorbike once. I didn't die. But if, if my flesh didn't hold my spirit in, I might have come out. Right. Exactly. I mean, I was in yeah. a motorcycle accident. My shoe got knocked right off. Right on the, the ground. I had to pick it up. But yeah. if we didn't have something to hold on that spirit, not only would my shoe have come out, but my spirit would have come right out of my body. That's right. If we keep going on with Deuteronomy uh, 7.22, it says, The Lord Yahweh, the existing one, thy God, Alakim, will put those nations before thee little by little, and thou, may, and thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. So there's something about the other unclean spirits in you or, or something going on that would increase if they were gone. I, I got the feeling they, they hold the camp down. But anyway... There's something um, else in there then, uh, right? Something else in there that's going to rise up against you if they go out too quick. So you, you've got to get this and get it in your mind. You have to sit for deliverance mm. for a year, for a year, and be encouraged. You're going to get out of it, right? There's encouragement in this. You know, that's interesting. Um, let me just, I don't want to take you too far away, but look at what's going on when that's we right. go into these nations. Here in America, we went into uh, Libya, Iraq, and they take out one group, and then what happens? Another one comes over there and takes over. You take out one group, ISIS comes in there and fills up the vacuum. Yes. And they're worse off than the first group. Yes. Because, you know, I think that we, uh, look, doesn't it say the spirit goes out and brings back seven worse? Yes. Now, what, what about if you've got 10 spirits in you? <laughs> you've got 70 trying to come back. And you know what? So, um, the, the, peop <laughs> the people that are left there, okay, to fight, they haven't had any uh, training. They don't know how to hold the, the ground. Correct. In other words, you knock, now, you knock out. Now, this brings me to an interesting subject like, uh, yeah. Go you on. knock out Saddam Hussein, right? You cut mm -hmm. off the head. Okay, mm. and you deal a death blow to some of his armies. But then the, you know, the, the group there that um, are going to continue to live there and you want to give them the ability to vote in pre presence, all of a sudden you got an ISIS or an Al-Qaeda pop up there and they overpower them and take them out. So, do you want to get delivered in one shot and not know how to battle? Because 
There's other foes that want to come in and contest the land and fight it and take it back from you, take it over. You better know how to war against them. You're going to need some battle experience. You're going to need some training. You're going to need to know how to wield that sword if you want to hold the land because there's future battles to fight. The war's not over until Christ comes back. That's right. And you've got enemies. You've got enemies, and, and one of the enemies is witchcraft. Always eyeing and spying out your land because they want to look for a crack in your armor to take you out. I, I don't want to get the, you too the, far off. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, so... No, no, that's good. Because, see, the thing is, the natural is always going to show you the supernatural. God says you're not... Men are not held accountable because they don't have Bibles. They're not held accountable because they don't go down the tabernacle temple. They're not held accountable for anything else except nature. Romans 1. I suggest everybody read Romans 1 over and over and over till you get it. You have to look at nature as being God's sign to us of everything. So anyway, praise the Lord. So this is the program. Start fasting. Don't uh, don't uh, worry yourself. Start fasting one meal, water only, that with the goal to make yourself weak. Then recover. Then fast again, uh, weakening and getting stronger, and weakening and getting stronger. Take communion. Oh, if yeah. you're not if you're not water baptized. Get water baptized first. The, remember, we go up to the foundation baptism. You know, I uh, I got somebody what can't get baptized because she's smoking, and this pastor's completely missing the point. So we are so incorruptible and raised incorruptible. Why you went? Why do you, why do you want to be incorruptible and then get baptized for? That's just stupid. So anyway, get baptized, which makes you, uh, in Job chapter 30, it says an interesting thing, that the demons can't follow through death. So when you die, you become owned by Jesus Christ. The demons have no legal grounds. You don't have a family line curse legally anymore, but you still have giants in the land that need to be cast out. But your family line curse can't exist now because you died and you're raised with Jesus Christ. And that is the baptism technology. I would say this. So Let me uh, tap into that one. Uh, some have been worried that, look, if I die and I haven't gotten complete deliverance of everything, will I go to hell because I still have some demons? Well, to, to Peter's point, no. When the spirit leaves your body, those evil spirits also leave your body, anything that's left over, because they're not, they yeah, don't want to... They want to dwell in a corpse. They're looking for a living, breathing human being to inhabit it. And um, so anything you still got left uh, is separated. That goes its way, and you go to heaven. I will say this, yeah, though. Yeah, because the, the demons are in the flesh. While that person is set free, those demons, unless they're taken out of commission, okay, and you know, bound up to where they can't roam, then uh, they are going to try to jump on subsequent generations and try to get them to fall into the same things that your parents or ancestors did. And or, I believe that that curse that God says will be visited to the third and fourth generation of those that hate me will empower them 
to try to attack subsequent generations because God says it'll go down to third and fourth generations until someone stands in the gap and breaks it. Case in point, Peter. Okay. Um, my great-grandfather. We, we, we've been delivered from the curse, but, but so is Joshua. Yeah. We've got, the, we've got the ability, but we've got to appropriate it still, standing on Galatians 3.13. Someone's still got to repent and break the curse. I you, mean, you, it, have to drive, you have to drive out the result of the curse. And we've got but, to do but, that too. But you're not, we are not cursed anymore. We cannot be because we're not even owned ourselves. Well, so Jesus, but it's so like when this. we do suffer, we do suffer the persecution so, yeah. of the curse. Well, yes. You know? I mean, right? my we, we're suffering giants in the land that ate our guts. My great-grandfather was a Freemason, a high-ranking one, apparently, oh. a great-grandfather. Now, that right there is an abomination. That's witchcraft. That's correct. Now, by the way, how's my audio coming through to you? I'm breaking up a little bit. It could be a That's problem good. at my end. Okay. So That's good, yeah. That's good. I don't know that he ever repented before he died. I just don't know. He died before I was mm. born. But I do know this, as a result of what he was involved in, my great-grandfather, and I hope he did, it cut his life short. Even if he repented, he died at age 53. That wasn't a blessing. Now, that curse no. was visited upon Your the rest dad. of the family. My grandfather, my dad, and it was on me and my brother. I would be the fourth generation. It says he'll visit him to the third and the fourth generation of those that hate him. Well... Before, by the time I was alive and aware of what was going on, and God actually told me, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. That's actually what God spoke to me in a dream. I didn't see God, but I heard his voice. After I've been mm. crying out, God, what's wrong with me? Why am I depressed mm. and having mood swings? Why is my brother like that? My own mm. sister-in-law said, there's something about you Davis boys. You're all really moody, aren't you? And she, was, <laughs> she had a true observation. We had some issues going on. Well, we didn't know at the time. Well, what the problem was, it was a generational curse that was on the family yeah. line. Now, yes. I wasn't going to go to hell for what my great-grandfather did. No. But I was feeling the effects. I was being tormented by a familiar spirit. Yeah. And, it and, had that, and it had legal yeah. rights to operate because no one had repented. No one had broken the curse. They could have done it at any time, Peter, but yes. they didn't know to do it. So my grandfather comes along. His father was the Freemason. My grandfather... Turned his life over to the Lord, pastored the church until he died, but he died at age 58. He was still under that curse. Mm. My dad comes along. Now my dad has cancer. Mm. And within a year of him dying, that's when the Lord spoke to me and said, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. And the mm. reason I know I, it wasn't a pizza dream is God spoke to that to me, and I was in Panama mm. in a dream. My brother Damon called me two days later and said, i got to tell you about this book I've got. I said, what is it? He said, it's Derek Prince, The Curse of the Blessing. You choose. I said, whoa, that's a confirmation that God's showing you something in me too. But then we had a third brother who had been attacked by a succubus demon and pinned down to his bed. And he had to scream Jesus before the thing would jump off and run out and shut the door behind it as it left. So we all, in real time, were looking for an answer and God showed him that there was something he needed deliverance of. Showed my brother a book and, and told me exactly what it was. You have a generational curse you need to break. Well, my dad is dying at that time of cancer. Mm. And that wasn't the only thing in the family line. There was also adultery. There was going into prostitutes. 
Each one of those is sin. Mm. Okay, mm. I believe bring judgment on a family. Mm. And so mm. my grandfather dies. He was saved, but he went out before his time. Didn't know what to do. They didn't know about deliverance like we do. My father, mm. he had cancer. He would die a year later. And I know he made his peace with the Lord. Jesus was in his heart, but he died. He was taken out by these evil spirits. And now they were coming for me and my brothers. They wanted to kill us. We were already feeling the effects of it. I would have lived another decade or two and then probably had went out like my ancestors, father, grandfather, and great-grandfather in the early 50s. Mm. And you know what we did? Not knowing you know, what to do exactly, we just stepped out in faith and thank God for a Derek Prince prayer that got us started, took us through some renunciations, and it really didn't take long to do it, and we got the work started. Somebody had to deal with that sin. No one had ever addressed it. No one yeah. had ever repented and of it. No one had ever appropriated Galatians 3.13 and broke the curse. It was still inactive until sure. someone uh, applied the remedy, the antidote, that poison was surging through my vein. Our family had been bit by the viper, okay, and... If you don't deal with it, a poisonous vibrant will kill you. Many of those bites. Yes. If you don't get, I mean, get rid of it in time. Yeah. It was trying to yes. kill my whole family. So what did we do? We stood in the gap and we acknowledged, God, my ancestors sinned before you. We've sinned. And we asked for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. We didn't stop there. We applied Galatians 3.13, broke the curse in Jesus' name, loosed ourselves. And that wasn't all that had to be done. The demons had already gotten in. We had to command them to go in Jesus' name. Mm. I'm not going to say to you, Peter, that I got delivered of everything that was in my family line right then and there. But I believe the curse was lifted. I believe mm. the process started and we got some freedom there. I believe, though, that those familiar spirits no longer had a legal right to operate. Unless, of course, I wanted to start the cycle all over again and go back over and do the same sins as my fathers and had done and start the clock all over again. Yeah, it all, all works with approval. Um, what what uh, uh, Queen Sheba got delivered, her, her name means sevenfold oath, by the way. So there's seven areas of an oath. Jesus said anyone who asks you to do an oath is from the Satan. So it all works by approval. Now, when we... When we have the approvals in place the spirits are operating I, I have a, I've had people uh, get free of approvals in dreams yes and you can have a, and you can have approvals from your family line the the uh, the demon the demons follow the sperm the sperm a sperm is a physical uh, uh, thing and the demons follow the sperm into the egg and the egg multiplies and, and your father's sperm is actually implanted in all the cells of your body. Yes. So the, the the demons attached to the cells um, because they've never been cast out, and uh, that is the family line curse. Uh, but uh, Jesus said, when you you died and you risen again, so we can tell the demons quite categorically, you have no right here. And actually, we have a legal right against Satan, and that legal right delivers us. The legal right is Satan is guilty for the death of Jesus. Jesus has died. Satan is judged. The Bible says he's judged. So the answer to demons, demons is 
You pay for the blood before you speak. You pay for the body. Now we talk about the snake bite. Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, and whoever looked on that serpent got healed, right? Yes. Now, it says, just as the serpent was to be risen, so was the Son of Man. So they're two different things. The Son of Man is one thing, the serpent is another thing. It is the judgment of Satan that heals us. So the judgment of Satan is at the table. <laughs> when we eat and drink the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is authority, giving approval of receiving our inheritance. What is our inheritance? The remedy for the cross. The payback for the blood. The payback for the body. God says he's given us all things. That's we have received as an inheritance everything already. Because a dead person can't spend his stuff on the earth. Jesus leave the earth. He has to leave his stuff behind, which is his payback for the blood and the broken body. And in this way, this is why Jesus' stripes heals us. We are saved by judgment. And so it comes back to what to do about these strong ones. We, got, we have communion every single day and, and receive our inheritance. You say simply, God... I eat this bread and drink this wine in in my showing and declaring my agreement to receive my inheritance. I like that. Now, so um, communion is a spiritual warfare weapon, isn't it? It is because there's judgment at the table. And if we go back into 1 Kings chapter 10, we see Queen Sheba got delivered at Solomon's table of a spirit. There was no more spirit. Probably many came out. She came to him with hard questions, and it says that the eating and drinking, the ascension, the apparel, and everything, it points all to salvation. She was delivered. That's why she raved about him. And God used the movie stars of the old world to, to show his deliverance. And doesn't he say if we would judge ourselves, we wouldn't be judged? Yes. And so what we do, yeah. So, so <laughs> sorry, Shannon, but God says to Joshua, when, don't think when you go in this land. That because of your righteousness, I'm going to deliver you this land. It's because of their unrighteousness. So our righteousness can't save us, but our righteousness, when we turn to God and receive by faith the garment of righteousness, which is not ours, it belongs to Jesus, it's safe there, we put that on by faith, the protection of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we can sit there protected and then judgment can fall the devil is using people as human love shields if you try and sit at the communion table for judgment outside of the righteousness of jesus christ you will die and paul says it those that eat and drink in an unworthy manner what happens to them well it says the wages of sin are death doesn't it and but if we will reconfess so our sins and yeah. repent we can be forgiven so, yeah. if you're sitting down at the... You have Lord's, to sit worthily. You have to sit at the table worthily. Therefore, when you take communion, before we take communion, if we're going to do that, we need to have confessed our sin and repented so we can be forgiven. And we're not going to be forgiven yeah, unless... You can't go there bitter and unforgiving. We're beginning to break up. Let me reset yeah, my connection. You, you can't go there disrespectful. Peter, are you oh. on a wireless okay, or a wired connection? Do you have an Ethernet cable you can plug in? I, I can't plug my cable in because uh, something with my uh, machine. 
I can't plug it in. Okay, um, I want you to hold on a second. Maybe, Let me maybe I can um, do something. Yeah. I'm going to drop you and call you right back in five, uh, five in uh, two minutes. Hold on. It could be a problem at my end. Let me go over to Telcom Cell. Hold on a second, folks. Let's try this other connection. Oh, boy. Hold on. My internet started to give up the ghost. It was halfway from dumping me. Hold on a second. Folks, this is deep. If you can still hear me, this is deep tonight. The word of God's deep. We can mine it. For the deeper for the, the deeper truth, the meat of the word. Okay, hold on a second. Let me stand by just a minute. Do you still have audio out there? So judgment is at the table. It says if we judge ourselves, we wouldn't have to be judged, now would we? And how do you judge yourselves? By confessing your sins, repenting, admitting your, your error, asking Jesus to forgive you. And if we do that, we don't receive the penalty of death. We receive forgiveness. Hang on. Here we go. Okay, I think we're back. Let's see. Stand by. One, two, three, four. One second. Waiting on MixLR. Okay. Reconnecting. Five, four, three, two, one, five. Hmm. No, it keeps incrementing. Okay, that's not working good. What's going on with my internet? Hold on. Ah, this is exasperating. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back. Uh, it's not working. Okay, we should be back, but I'm still on the old connection. So let me try Peter, see if we can sustain the program with this. Hold on. Okay. Peter? Hello. Okay, let's do a sound check. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I was not able to get my other connection working, but let's um, trust... Pray right now, Father, that you, in Jesus' name you'd bless this connection, let it sustain. Peter, where yes. we left off, judgment's at the Lord's table. Before yes. we're to take communion, we're to judge ourselves, aren't we? Because if we, we don't are. and we take communion, it can be literal death. It, it'll kill you. Because when you go for judgment, the judge is going to issue a ruling, isn't he? The judgment will fall in the power of the Spirit and it'll kill you. He's going to say guilty or innocent, right? You're going to get a decree. Yes. And if we will confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 
If we judge ourselves, and in order to be able to do that, of course, we have to forgive others. Then you take communion. You're, you're, are you literally submitting for judgment every time you take communion? And all the demons are that are in you. So we want to be pardoned, but the demons cannot receive forgiveness. So they're going to get ejected, aren't they? They're going to get judged at, judged. The, at the table. Why? The judgment is for the blood and body of Jesus. Okay. The only judgment that counts is the work that's been done against the innocent son. See, we have to realize what we're being saved from. Jesus said, if you if you don't believe in if they don't believe in me, they remain condemned. There is a condemnation on the whole world because all have sinned and are guilty of the cross. This means you're guilty of sowing the eternal death of the eternal son and his family and you will receive a reaping of eternal death so there's only two ways to die one being crucified with jesus christ and that means you can never be judged for the uh, crucifixion or being guilty of the crucifixion people have to realize that if you die, you will be crucified in your own right as being reaping the cross. Now, wh why did this happen? Up until the death of Jesus Christ, angels sinned, and we don't know what law was against them, but, but I would say it wasn't an eternal death because, because um, it points to that with Adam. Adam sinned and, and ate from the tree, but that was just uh, really God said, is the earth don't let evil in so by agreement they ate from the tree and let evil in and um but that resulted in death but it was not an eternal death because god said you could eat from the tree and live forever so we'll kick you out of the garden so that's not the eternal death because men die eternally but the to me that the eternal death is what i understand is being guilty for the blood and body of jesus so you die being guilty for the blood and body of Jesus, you will be crucified in your own right. So uh, I'd rather be crucified with him because I didn't feel it. So, That's right. Um, because all these children die, we become the adopted children that did die. And technically and legally, we have been crucified with him. So that can't be held onto us again. But Satan and man were partners, weren't they? Satan entered Judas, guess where? At the communion. <laughs> The communion does something. It opens up a a portal of judgment, I believe. So uh, uh, Satan and Judas, so the guilt of the cross went to man and angels. This captures the Nephilim because when you have a half-breed, what law is it under? The law of man or the law of an angel? So when you think of it in this way, Satan betrayed uh, Jesus in partnership with Judas so it's, the judgment falls squarely on men who side with the uh, with the death uh, or they, they agree with killing Jesus so um, the now the Nephilim can be uh, the Nephilim can, can be put to death eternally because they um, they're angel and human before that I don't believe it could happen that's why Jesus said it's finished the, the ability to judge Judge, as, uh, the mixed seed was finished at the cross. Isn't it interesting yeah, that? that Judas betrayed huh? Jesus for 30 pieces of silver? 
Okay, mm. and, and forfeited. And guess what they bought with it? Eternity. And we, we have people what today. Buy? What did they buy with that silver? We, he bought a, a, a field, field of blood. Mm. And isn't it interesting that people today, they're willing to sell out eternity with the Lord for whatever mm. it is that they're offered, money, sex, a bowl, a bowl of porridge. And if we do that, we sell out Jesus Christ in exchange for material gain, mm -hmm. then we're, we're going to have the same end as Judas did. And you will pay for your own sins for eternity. Let me take you back to the um, have a look. Uh -huh. deliverance at the Lord's table. So you're mentioning tonight that uh, you've come across, there's demons that only come out with prayer and fasting. And we got people saying, mm. uh, why can't I be delivered? They have people carrying different kinds of evil spirits. They're not all the same is one thing you've established tonight. And number two, am I hearing you correctly that two things that we need to be doing if we want to be delivered of those types of spirits, which many people may be carrying right now, is we need to uh, employ fasting and communion. You know, Jesus said as often as you do this. Communion is not like uh, it's a once-a-year special ceremony. Literally, it can aid in your literal deliverance because the demons are being judged every time you take communion. You can't have you can't have salvation without communion. Jesus said, "If you don't do this, you have no part of me." And that's blank. You know, that's ABC. He, he sure did, didn't he? If you don't drink my flesh and eat my blood, you got no parts. You know, it's interesting. I have a great uncle. He's in his 90s. Uncle Johnny. It's my granddad, Weber, on my mom's side, his brother. They're both called into the ministry. He says, you know, let me share some secrets with you to longevity. He says, every day I get up, I read the word. I pray in the Holy Ghost and I take communion. There you go. Are you telling me, See, Peter, that the, we're the, missing out yes. on a powerful weapon by not taking communion and not fasting? Yeah, you're missing out on your inheritance. Those that didn't eat the manna, the manna was off. It was lost. If you don't take communion, you lose your blessing for the day. The blessings come day by day because they're safe in heaven and delivered to the unsafe world daily. Well, wait a minute. He said, give us this day our daily bread, didn't he? Should we daily be bread? Should and we have a look bread? at the type and shadow of the manna. Okay. Should we be? And, and you know what's on the table? Tell me. The 12 tribes of Israel's blessings. Up in the showbread in the temple, there's 12 loaves that have frankincense put on them as a memorial offering by fire. Jesus said when he fed the 5,000, how many baskets were left? Don't you know? There were 12. In one of the accounts, there was 12, pointing to he is the bread of life, which is the blessing of Israel. Jesus harvested the blessings of Israel and broke them in his body for us to eat. And you eat that at the communion 
communion. And if you don't take communion every day, you're missing out. He says, I've given you everything. You know, Jesus owns everything because we own everything. He says in, in one place, I've given you everything and you belong to me and I belong to God. And there's a scripture on that. We have been given everything, which what is everything? He bankrupted the universe because of his blood. It's payback. We bankrupted everything. When you drive down a road and you see someone else, the person in the world, they have stuff. It's only because Jesus has given it to them. And when they die, he's going to say, you had your good things. We have to go to the communion table. So let me give the quick steps, just quick steps here for this, because this is really a plan that people should do. Number one, you. Number one, you, you get the foundation. You make sure that you've got no unforgiveness, no idols. These scriptures point very strongly to idolatry. Idolatry will snare you. No idolatry, no fortune telling, no stars, no Buddhas, no yoga, no all the idolatry stuff. None of that. You go to communion with no unforgiveness. Sit there properly as a family member, putting on the family's garment, which is Jesus Christ's righteousness. Then call for your daily blessing and also call for judgment on your enemies. Call in the hornets and fast so that your body lets them go. Now, I suggest, I believe the fast is three days. Why? Jesus was three days in the earth and then he rose out of the earth. I think it's a sign there. I don't know for sure, but that's what I'm thinking of. The timing of the fast is three days. He was pure when he came up. He said, don't touch me. I haven't gone to the Father. I'm not saying he's impure when he went down, but he's giving a message. He's giving a message there. So, But first, start with one meal. My suggestion, drink warm water like tea or coffee, but not tea or coffee. Heat up the water in a cup and drink it like that. It, it stops the hunger pains. Mm. And you can miss a meal, try with one meal first, miss lunch, miss breakfast is even better because you haven't eaten all night. Just miss breakfast and go to lunch and do communion and call for the hornets and you'll find they're going to come out. Okay, articulate for me how, uh, what the hornets represent and how do you call for them? The hornets are God's tools from heaven to get them out. I believe it's probably God's spirit, but it's God's way of getting them out. So we just simply call it as per the Bible description. God, send me the hornets as promised to Joshua. Send them to me. I received the hornets to drive out my enemies. Do that at communion. That's your inheritance. It says there that they're given so that you can get your inheritance. You can't get your inheritance without hornets. So mm. when were they had it right all along and the people who have mocked us over the years where we prayed, Lord, go ahead and I ask that you loose the hornets of heaven with stingers dipped in the blood of Jesus to attack mm. these foul spirits in the name of Jesus? Mm. We've been yeah. correct. It's correct. It's scriptural. You know, I don't know about stingers dipped in the blood, but the blood requires payback. Make my enemies pay for the cross, God. Some, see, judgment is certain, but the timing of judgment is not certain. God reserves the time of judgment for his purposes. 
Well, it does. Be, say you know, the, de to the demon said before our time, right? True. Mm. It does say mm. though, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You have the authority. We have authority to bind them up. What is binding? To bind their kings with cheddars and chains and fetters. It's to arrest. It's yes. to seize hold of them. To execute the judgment of the Lord written, that honor have all the saints. I believe, while those demons ultimately aren't going to go to the lake of fire until the final judgment, I do believe that we can arrest these demons and we can even take them out of circulation. What do I mean by that? Some will That's say, why they come out screaming. What? Yeah, why would they come out screaming? They're being burned. With this, God says he cleans Israel with the spirit of burning and the spirit of judgment. Oh, so should we loose the spirit of burning on them too? Yeah, and the spirit of judgment. Like Send the that. hornets and judge them. Burn them. Destroy them. Uh, God says he's absolutely going to destroy them. I believe we can arrest these demons and even take them out of commission so they can't go in and harm somebody else. Yeah, it, their proper place is in the pit. Absolutely. How can I tell? It's inside the Ark of the Covenant. Really? Yeah. You have a look. What was in the What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Aaron's rod. Yep. What was inside Aaron's rod? There was a bud, wasn't there? A budding. The rod. snakes. They the snake. ate. They ate the snakes. The the um the the rod ate the snakes. It did, didn't it? It sure did. Swallowed them up. Aaron, Aaron's, yeah, Moses' rod didn't. Aaron's rod did. And Aaron's rod burst to life because it ate the snakes. It's a sign. Life comes, we fertilize, you know, plants with uh, blood and bone. We fertilize our life with the death of the demons. So you have to you have to kill these things. They've got to be buried in the dirt, put under the feet of Jesus. Where is under the feet of Jesus? Jesus walked on the earth. That's the lowest place. It's under the feet, down in the earth, in hell. The devil's not in hell. He's running around the world. You know, I hear people say, "Every demon in hell, I bind." They're not. You can't. They're they're in the in the world, and you've got to cast them under the feet, which means the prison. Like the, the type and shadow of the ark. No, no one got healed from touching the ark. They got judged. There's judgment there. The ark is judged. The blood is on top of the ark. We are the, we are the blood and body of Jesus Christ. We're the flesh and blood family of Jesus. We stand on the devil. We have to stand on him and put him in the dirt, in the earth. God said to the snake, you'll eat dust. That means you're going to eat the dust. You're going to go in the earth, buddy. So we can judge these demons by binding them and commanding them to go to the pit in the name of Jesus. Yes, Take, the Bible says that Satan is nailed to the sides of the pit somewhere. Taken out of circulation and then to be I, tor tormented ultimately, yeah. they're going to be thrown in the lake of fire, aren't they? With Satan, false prophet, the Antichrist, all of that wants The law is for the devil. It's in the ark with the with Aaron's rod, which is the rod of man, Aaron, and the rod of man, which is really type and shadow of Jesus. Jesus swallows the de demons, the the snakes, and and confines them in the ark of the covenant. The box is a covenant, and the ark binds in there the law. 
The law of Ten Commandments is boxed. It's in a box. It's for the devil. You know, you can go really powerful. I bind the law to you, you demon. Pay for it. The wow. law is to toast the devil because the law makes Jesus death paid for. Has to be paid for. And we have been given the right to do that. This honor have all the saints. It says in another place, Shannon, when you become mature, be ready to revenge all acts of unrighteousness. We are God's tools of vengeance. He says vengeance is mine, but he is a man and he gave us his name to do it with. In 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 um, in uh, Genesis chapter 9, it says, if any beast or man kills a man, by man he will be killed. So they killed Jesus. So the offer is the offer is is to be saved and be crucified with Jesus Christ, as the one on the cross said, I'm happy to be here. I, I, I deserve to be here. Jesus said, You're safe. The other one said, Get me down, I don't want to be here. You have to be ready to be crucified with Jesus to be saved. If not, you're gonna be judged. And God in his love is putting off the judgment. But I tell you what, the devils are judged and they're bound in the covenant in the blood of Jesus it's a box it's a, it's, it's a binding the, the blood binds Satan the, the payback for the blood the reaping of the blood you you shed the blood you now you ought to be killed you have to pay and Satan is shifting the blame onto man because they're his partner you know people say oh Satan hates us because we're in the image of God yes but that's not the whole truth. Satan is shifting the blame to people so they die in their sin and pay for the cross and he don't have to pay. Because men who die with the cross, they take the payment and Satan doesn't pay. Satan and man have to pay for the cross. Satan is working very hard to get people to die in their sin and pay for the cross. Hmm. As chosen, as shown by Judas who was hung from a tree. He was crucified for his work. He reaped it. So Satan is still alive because his judgment is is building. His judgment is building. It's not set yet how much judgment he's got because men are taking it. Men are being born. Men are dying. Men are, men are uh, turning to Jesus. But every sin, every sin remitted to the cross of Jesus Christ, Satan and men who side with Satan got to pay for. It doesn't just end. It's passed as per the scapegoats. You've got one scapegoat dies, the other scapegoat takes the sin to the wilderness. That sin never ends. It has to be paid for. Hmm. Brother Peter, we've got five minutes remaining. What I want to do... It's I'm bring, technology. I'm but it's bring, the truth. I'm going to so bring when you... When I witness people, I tell them this. Hmm? Peter, can you still hear me? Sound check. Can, you hear, me? can you hear me? Hold on a second. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can hear you now, but I missed that last bit. Okay, hold on one right. second. We'll call you right back. Stand by. Okay, I'm going to have to reboot it, looks like. I'm having trouble. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Peter. Yeah. Okay, I've been having trouble with my internet. I'm going to have to go out and get a new card today. Okay, we've oh, got about five minutes remaining. What I want you to do, yeah. I want to do two things. Number one, I'm going to bring you back on because we need to continue this discussion. But I want you to take the next five minutes. I want you to go ahead and recap the steps that you've come up with in this recent study that you're doing. Say those again, please. Okay. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. We need to identify the kind. The kind is human-like. Not humans, but human-like. And they fit your body better than else. And you can tell because they talk or they can move you and they want to make you commit suicide. Basically, that's the types of things. These kind come out by prayer and fasting. What is the prayer? The prayer is to call the hornets, as per Exodus and Deuteronomy, Exodus 23 and Deuteronomy 7, and the other scriptures given to Joshua, call for the hornets of heaven. And this is done at communion. One must, I believe, go have communion every single day and even three times a day and call for the hornets to come. Also, one must fast and weaken their body so that the flesh who wars against the spirit lets it go. And thus the scripture, my strength is made perfect in weakness. We need to weaken by fasting. So do that at communion. Receive at communion your inheritance and also call for the judgment on your enemies spiritual you make sure you forgive everyone but the judgment on the spirits enemies at communion so that's how you do it you got to do it for a year <laughs> maybe and but you will get better and better step by step over that year little by little i love this how's that so we're dealing with different kinds of wickedness evil spirits nephilim hybrids Hmm. Fallen angels, demons, hmm. some human, Animals. some animal, some a combination. Fish. Fish, unclean birds. Creeping things. Angry birds. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. They've got a game about that. I don't know if that's such a good idea to have. So we've got all these wicked things, and some of them are not just going to come out. The way others do. They're not. They're not. And that's some, why people get stuck. Some of them Crazy. are going to require you to pull out other weapons from the arsenal. Prayer mm. and fasting. Some mm. of them are not going to come out at the point of the sword. They're going to have to be driven out. Mm. As the giants were driven out by the hornets who would sting them incessantly. And literally drove them out of the cities. And they went in and possessed the cities. That's it. Some of them are going to come out when you bring them to the table of the Lord for judgment. Now, understanding, of course, that you want those demons to receive the judgment. But you and I are going to receive judgment too. And so that we don't receive the penalty of death for sin, we need to have repented of our sin. So when you take communion, you need to have repented of your sin and to be forgiven. You need to have also forgiven others. Then you take communion, you receive the blessing, and those demons are going to get judgment, aren't they? You're going to be burned. We found this to be true with a local deliverance that we did here. 
We had a real tough case. We gave the lady communion. I heard another testimony. A guy named Graham, British or Scottish deliverance minister, they had a real tough case of a man that would come to the church and the pastor had to assign some ushers to hold this guy down because he would rage. And they tried everything they could and they couldn't cast the demon out. The Lord told this guy, Brother Graham, give the guy communion. He gave him communion. The demons received the fire and came out of him in Jesus' name. Amen. Communion is a weapon. Fasting is a weapon. It'll it'll weaken. It'll and foot washing is the other place where Jesus said, if you don't do this, you've got no part of me. Oh, boy, I want you to save that one for next time. We didn't even hit that one. Wow. We got that one. We got that one, and we've also got witchcraft. Ezekiel chapter 13 says, those that you kill, those that should live, you hunt my people. Now, I've been shown how to deal with witchcraft. It's a hard, advanced teaching. But it, it is necessary if someone has got in the sights of witches. Okay, I want to hear that one. We're out of time for tonight. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm making up the schedule now as we speak. I want to get you okay. back on. I want you to, to recap on the next program what we talked about tonight, talk about foot washing, and we've got to do the teaching on how to deal with witchcraft because I know I'm coming up against some witches. Mm. And others out there are as well. Peter, before we close, I have to move and do one more show. I want you to um, give out your contact information. Where can people follow these teachings that you're doing, learn more about your ministry, and support it? Okay. I'm on, um, uh, I'm on uh, hiskingdomstable.com, and there's a booklet download there, free, hiskingdomstable.com. And I've got my Bible I want to publish, but I need a few bucks for it. But anyway, it's uh, namesamplificationbible.com. And it's um, uh, Facebook, my name, Peter Whiffen, W-H-I-F-F for Facebook, I for Igloo, N for Nally. Now, I pray on Skype uh, for people, so you can uh, contact me. I'll pray for you on Skype. What's your Skype address? Uh, value, V-A-L-U-S-K-I-P-E. Oh, sorry. V-A-L-U-777-S-K-Y-P-E. Peter, I'm not going to say this to puff you up, but we need you around for a long time, brother, because God has given you some revelations. Hmm. I know. Give, Look, give, um, give us I, some I struggle with uh, giving out what I know. And until about a year ago, I was asking God, what is my call? And he told me by word of knowledge, it's to be a teacher. So I just embrace it. Yeah. Doesn't make me doesn't make me anything. Knowledge is not love. <laughs> knowledge points to love. No, but if you and, don't share it, that's not showing love. No, I want to see people free. I, I get so frustrated in the past when we, you know, as you know, you too, and everyone else, when people can't get free. I hate that because I know the cross is perfect. Yes. And God loves us. And um, it's uh, because of knowledge, people are perishing. And, uh, you know, it's an old cliche, but it's a true one. And um, we have to look into the scripture. And that's part of the Names Amplification Bible. And uh, we've got to get that Bible out. But uh, if anyone's got a little bit of resource, gee, you know, I, I need to do a minimum print run. They just won't do it. What do you and, need uh, to What do you need to raise in order to do that? And I want to encourage people to, to get behind this. This would be an awesome release. 
in hardback. I need about I need about seven grand US to get one thousand copies made. And um, that's really not a great sum of money. That's nothing, to be honest well, with you. It's not a lot. Even if someone want to partner with me, you know, they can get their money back when out of the sales or something. I don't know. We could, you know, it's it's got to get out there because you know, without this knowing that Hittites means the sender of terror, how are you going to know what's going on? Absolutely. With that, yeah. I'm going to bring you back on. I'll contact you here today. I want to offer you some dates so we can get you back on quickly. I love you, my brother. Okay, no worries. Yeah, let, let me know. I'm here. I'm here to serve. I'm, I want to uh, help. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, Brother right. Peter. Praise Excellent teaching praise. tonight. Yeah, praise the Lord for you all. Thank Bye -bye. you, brother. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.